screwdriver. Make sure everything is where you want it. Reach up there and pull those belts tight one more time. Going green next time. Bye. This is the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. What is going on, Scrubbing Tires Podcast listeners and fans? This is Brandon, Jake, and Jordan back again. Episode number 10 made it to the double digits. We named this one the other Brem Camp. As you can imagine, we have a special guest at the end of this one, so stay tuned throughout the whole episode. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into it uh, to give you what you what you want to hear, and that's uh, Mr. Scott Bremcam at the end. So we'll lead us off with the shout-out listener spotlight, and this week I'm going to go a little personal here and give a shout-out to my girlfriend, Michael Ann. She listens religiously every week, and what, wherever she's at, and Tells, tells me that she listened to it and what she liked, what she didn't like, and love hearing feedback from her about all the guests that we have. She, she enjoys hearing all of those. So shout out to you, uh, Michael Ann, for listening in and critiquing us, mainly me, because Jake and Jordan don't get to hear what you have to say, but uh, I take it in and uh, appreciate you listening in. So Yes, thank uh, you. Yeah, uh, so we'll jump right into, we had Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series, all racing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, how it typically uh, goes. So we'll give it to Jordan for the Truck Race Recap. All right, so we had the uh, Toyota 200 presented by CK Power at the Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. It's a mouthful. Uh, I, I know, right? I'm like, I had to take a breath there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I'm just going to kind of go through this quickly. I did not get a chance to uh, watch this race, unfortunately. So I'm just going to kind of give it a quick rundown. So after uh, after stage one, it looked like uh, the top five was uh, coming in fifth was Ty Vajeski. Uh Fourth was Zane Smith. Third was Ben Rhodes. Uh, two, uh, second was uh, Stuart Friesen, and then uh, taking the uh, stage one win was Sheldon Creed. And then getting into the stage two, um, coming in fifth was Stuart Friesen. Fourth was John Hunter Nemechek. Third was Matt Crafton. Second was Ben Rhodes. And then once again, taking stage two was Sheldon Creed. So then we had, uh, getting into, looked like it five to go. There was a mechanical issue in turn three and the caution came out. So it sent the trucks into overtime coming in fifth was Johnny Sauter. Fourth was Stuart Friesen. Third was Ben Rhodes. Second was Matt Crafton. And then the guy who pretty much swept the entire race was Sheldon Creed. So props to him. Good job. Good race. Uh, yeah, I wish I would have been able to watch this one. Um, seemed like it was actually a pretty good race for the most part. I like Gateway as a mm-hmm. as a track overall. Um, I wish the uh, cup drive – well, I, kind of twofold. I think I wish that they would be at Michigan the same weekend that – all the rest of them are there. I, I really like Michigan as a speedway. Um, but then again, I'd like to see cup drivers and all them do gateway at the same time. So maybe they need to add that to the schedule and pair them up there and they can all, all three series can go run there uh, right. eventually, hopefully. So, yeah. so there you go. There's your, uh, there's your truck results for this weekend. And then I'm gonna go ahead and hand it off to Brandon for the, um, Xfinity race. Yeah. And, uh, before I get into that, Haley Deegan broke, uh, broke some records. Oh, that's right. First female to finish it in, uh, the top 10 at a track, not named Daytona. So congrats to her. She's on the, she's on the trajectory there. She's doing well. She's doing well. I'm proud of her. 
Sounds like Gateway also needs to get some LED lights in there for that little power <laughs> outage that they had. Yeah, I heard about that. Like, I didn't I didn't get to watch it either. Took like half hour, I think, for all the lights to turn back on once they got the reminds, power going. Reminds me of that Super Bowl back in whatever it was, 2013 between right. San Francisco and Baltimore. Yeah, exactly. Changed <laughs> the face of that game and sounds <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, so the Xfinity race, I did get to watch, uh, I'd say, 90% of it painting the car and watching the race all at the same time. But qualifying uh, was set based on that cool algorithm that they have. So fifth to first, Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, Justin Haley, AJ Allmendinger, and Austin Sindrick. Uh, stage one, it was kind of Austin Sindrick type of, type of day there at the beginning. So he was your stage one winner, followed by Ty Gibbs, AJ Allmendinger, Myatt Snyder sneaking up in there, and Noah Gregson rounding out your top five for stage one. Getting into stage two, kind of some surprises here. Uh, Jeb Burton finished fifth, Justin Algar fourth, Harrison Burton third, Ty Gibbs second, AJ Allmendinger uh, was your stage two winner, and he's riding that high from his Cup Series win uh, last week. So he was right up there the whole entire race, basically. And then stage three, it there was a lot of – it looked like uh, – and I will uh, say this, that Josh Berry filled in for Michael Annette again for the leg injury surgery deal that he's just not 100%. So JRM had Josh Berry step in again. And he uh, – I remember with uh, – I was like 10, 10 to go, 5 to go. Josh Berry, uh, it, it was green flag basically for the last 20, 30 laps – and Josh Berry passed his teammate, uh, Justin Algar for the lead after a, a pit cycle. And it was Josh Berry's to win, which I was super excited to see him win. And then uh, Jeb Burton, um, someone in the, in the pits miscalculated fuel mileage, and he ran out of gas and tried to limp it back to the pits. And he fell about 10, 20 feet short of getting to the pits. So they had Aww. to call the caution. Yeah, sucks. And... Yeah, so then they had a bunch of restarts and, you know, the old saying, cautions breed cautions. And I think they had three overtime attempts and everybody just kept wrecking. And uh, when they and Josh Berry just didn't have that short run speed that A.J. Allmendinger did. So with that being said, I'll quit blabbing here. But, yeah, Harrison Burton uh, finished fifth, Josh Berry fourth, Noah Gragson third. Brandon Jones snuck up there out of nowhere, finished second. And your winner, A.J. Allmendinger and uh, – Kind of showed the veteranness, if that's a word, um, of him because all those green white checkers, he started first, every single one of them, and didn't get past. He just is good at restarts, obviously, being around Cup Series, Xfinity Series for so long, and just drove away with it. So, congrats, AJ Allmendinger and College Racing. Again, two different series, but AJ won last week in the Cup Series, one in the Xfinity. So, they're just riding that high and building more momentum and. I mean, you, you got to call a spade a spade here. They're getting more money and sponsorship opportunities because of all this. So I will uh, pass to Jake for the Cup Series well, race. A little side note right there, too. Um, did you guys see that uh, Junior Motorsports signed Joss Berry full-time yes. next year? Yeah. And I was so excited for that. I'm, ex I'm excited for that guy. He, he, he deserves it. He's ran so well in these cars. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it kind won of was a no-brainer. Won, won at Martinsville, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was the first time ever being in the car. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Dale Jr. kind of touched on it. He said we might go to a five-car team, which to me sounds outrageous. Uh, if you're asking me, in my personal opinion, I'd say you get rid of Michael Annette. He does bring in a lot of sponsorship money with TMC Trucking and all that good stuff. But I just uh, – it's – it's. I mean, the, 
the proof is in the pudding. Josh Berry is clearly the better driver, the more talented one. He gets in the same, literally the same car and outperforms Mike Lynette since he's yeah. been gone. But that's just my opinion. It's a performance based job. So, you know, it is. If you're not doing well. Might want to money work. talks sometimes, though, too. Yeah, that's the yeah. only bad thing. That's yep. true. That's true. I mean, be interesting to see. Just look at them Dylan boys. I mean, they just got the money. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks. Uh, we'll go ahead and do the cap, uh, re cup recap here. Wow, a little tongue twister. Uh, so we had the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan. Kind of an interesting uh, sponsor for that race. But um, again, uh, like Brandon said with the Xfinity cars, they had an algorithm that nobody really understands how they do it. <laughs> and by virtue of that algorithm, uh, Kyle Larson was your quote-unquote pole sitter, followed by Chase Elliott second. So Hendrick Motorsports starting one-two there. Uh, Ryan Blaney uh, was third. Matt Diependetto fourth. And Martin Truex Jr. starting in fifth. So I uh, kind of watched a little bit of the race. And, you know, we we're working on uh, your car there, Brandon, so we didn't see it a whole lot, but we got to watch a little bit of it. Um, it was a pretty, pretty good race. I mean, these guys are battling pretty good. So uh, it was, for the most part, pretty clean. So your stage one winners, uh, stage one finishers, excuse me. Uh, Chase Elliott came out with stage win on that one. Uh, Kyle Larson second, Austin Dillon third, uh, Denny Hamlin fourth, and William Byron rounded up your top five. So three of four uh, Hendrick Motorsports cars there, and four of five were Chevys. So it's good to see the Chevys whoop, up whoop. there. Yeah. And then your stage two. Uh, this one kind of ended up being pretty interesting. Towards Controversial. The the yeah. So, <laughs> uh, like I said, for the most part of the race, it was pretty clean. Guys were battling back and forth. Um, and then coming to the end of stage two, uh, Brandon, you and I kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday. But, um, you know, everybody's trying to get as many points as they can during these stages. You know, one point goes a long way toward the end of the season. And uh, mm -hmm. Brad Kozlowski and Austin Dillon were fighting for like eighth or seventh or something like that. And uh, coming right to the green-white checkered, uh, Austin Dillon was trying to get away from uh, Brad Kozlowski to try and get break that draft. Brad came down to try and side draft him to take the air off his car and slow him down. And as soon as they passed the start-finish line kind of one of those things brad could have gave him more room austin dillon could have you know maybe stayed down there a little bit knowing that he was right there but stuff happens and it ended up brad kozlowski turned austin dillon into the wall right after the stage and wrecked his car pretty good i mean they were yeah. going 190 mile an hour and he just pretty much went dead right into that wall so scary yeah it was a spooky crash yeah it was a definitely a spooky crash uh something with all Austin Dillon and Rex, but coming out know. of them clean is always a good thing to see. You know, he's had some scary Rex the last couple of years. So it's good to see that he's got something on his side where he walks out of these Rex uh, mm -hmm. unscathed. So keep that up. Uh, never want to see anybody uh, wreck that hard and not get out of a car. So your stage two uh, top five was Kyle Busch, uh, Christopher Bell in second, Kyle Larson third, Chase Elliott fourth, and Denny Hamlin fifth. So a couple Toyota guys up there in the top five battling the Chevy guys. And then, wow, what a finish to this race. Uh, 
you know, we didn't really get to see the end of it, but from what George was saying is that we should be worried for our uh, our picks <laughs> here and that we might be giving him some beer. It was close, man. It was close. It was with, close. With a couple laps to go when Byron was uh, in the lead and a late race caution bunched everybody back up and basically killed his uh, momentum and lead. And I think they only did one, uh, one green-white flag checkered uh, restart, so... But it was definitely a, a nail biter there at the end, battling back and forth, and some good good racing. Uh, Ryan Blaney said at the end of the race, one for Denny Hamlin pushing him, or no, it was Kyle Busch, excuse me. Yeah, Kyle yeah, Busch pushing Bush. him all the way into turn Kurt one. Bush. Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. One of the Bush brothers. One of them. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it was Kurt Busch <laughs> uh, pushing him down into turn one to get the lead. He probably would have never got that lead and got the win. So with that, you had your top five. Was Ryan Blaney was your uh, winner, William Byron second, Kyle Larson third, Kurt Busch fourth, and Denny Hamlin rounded out your top five for the uh, Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan. Do you have freight you need moved? Do you own a trucking company and want to join a premier partner? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then go check out our friends at Headwall Logistics. Headwall Logistics offers contract freight flatbed and hotshot trucking, expedited services, and so much more. Dave and Steve Peak are your guys in the logistics business and will take care of you by treating you like family, not just a customer. Contact them today by calling 719-789-1379. Again, that's 719-789-1379 and tell them the Scrub and Tires podcast sent you. Now I'm going to go ahead and pass it along to Brandon here for our next segment. Yeah. Um, and like Jake just alluded to, unfortunately, none of us owe each other beer because Jordan was the closest. But at the end of the day, uh, oh, close only matters. And what is it, the old expression? Hand grenades and horseshoes. Standing in my living room, just <laughs> jumping up and down like, yes, free beer. Yes, free beer. Because <laughs> I seriously thought he had it in the bag. And then and he, he just did a job. So. Yeah, well, no yeah, beer. yeah. Me and uh, Jake were off by two positions, so we we're all right there. <laughs> but speaking of that, we'll give you all our picks for this upcoming weekend, and I am stoked. I will be watching this one come hell or high water. Even if the house is on fire, by God, I'm going to be sitting there with the fire extinguisher because I'm going to watch this when they are at <laughs> Daytona. And we'll give you our picks, and we'll start us off with Jordan. Yeah, I mean, what can you say about Daytona? I mean these are always such a crap shoot when it comes to restrictor plate races. I mean, honestly, you could in from the field and have a chance, but I don't know. I'm going to, I'm just going to go with a guy who has been doing really well there for the last handful of years. He's got a couple Daytona 500 wins and he hasn't had a win yet this year, but he's been damn close the last few weeks. So as much as it pains me to say this, because I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of this person, but I'm going to go with the number 11 of Denny Ham. Um, mm. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's 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 so crazy. These these races, you just wait for the big one to see who's just left at that point. Exactly. I mean, you look at Michael McDowell earlier this year in the Daytona 500. I mean, if you were a betting man, would you have ever bet on Michael McDowell to win the Daytona 500? No, nope. no, but damn it, I wish I would have. <laughs> I, I know, right? Saying, I, wish, Seriously. I bet you that guy that put a hundred bucks on him is pretty new. You probably could go take ten, you know, put ten bucks on every driver, 
you know, go down to Vegas and do that. And you never know. I mean, you could walk away with double what you put in. Oh yeah. So and I actually uh, do that from time to time on that uh, Bet MGM app. I I use that quite frequently, especially at a uh, super speedways. That's I've had good luck there. So uh, that's a good play. Well, I have. I have I've had really good luck with that uh, with that app lately. I'm I'm <laughs> up a couple hundred dollars right now. They're just sitting in the little pot. There you go. I might have to do that. That's a good yeah. that's a good plan. All right, cool. Well, Jake, what do you got? Well, first off, let's hope you don't pull what you sometimes do during poker and you're up like six hundred bucks and all of a sudden like four hands later it's all gone. <laughs> Tequila so. was involved. Get off. <laughs> that story we'll have to tell that story on another podcast. <laughs> um cool thank you uh like you just said i love super speedways and on time the racing schedule comes out i always circle to daytona and talladega because they're you know they're just fun to watch and if you ever tell somebody about racing and they're like oh they just turned left blah 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 well yeah watch this race they do turn left at 200 miles an hour with 40 cars within a half a second of each other door to door for 200 laps then tell me what's up yeah yeah so, uh, like I said, I, I love these tracks. And uh, for my pick here, you know, he hasn't had the greatest luck this year, but he still had some good runs out there. And it always seems when he goes to Talladega and Daytona that he's always running up front, leading laps. And even just this last uh, last year with kind of getting into an incident with the Daytona 500, uh, who knows? He might have been up there challenging for a lead, um, possibly the win, get his first Daytona 500. But you know, just luck has it gotten an accident with his teammate and uh, kind of ruined his chances. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brad Kozlowski this weekend. Uh, just, I think, with the, being the last regular season race, uh, especially since he's leaving Penske, try and go out with a bang, with a win. And I think this is going to be his best shot to do it. So my pick is uh, old Brad K. Yeah, and that's uh, two solid picks from both of you guys. I gonna maybe in a little hot water here since i uh picked last but i uh i want to go with hms just because their dominance week after week doesn't matter what track but we haven't seen what's it been since talladega in the spring and uh, i don't even remember who i think it was brad kosowski because i put money mm-hmm. on that one he he won that one so hendrick i mean like you said jord it's a battle of attrition and does, if you have a car that has four fenders on it at the end you have a shot so that's kind of what you look for in these but I, I don't. I want to pick Hendrick, but I just can't because I think the Fords are so dominant at the plate races, and not so much Toyota, but Fords. You could pick any of, like you said, Michael McDowell's Ford driver, whatever. But I'm gonna go a long shot here and pick the number 21 of Matty D, Matt De Benedetto, because he. I don't know if you guys have noticed lately, but he's been running really well. Like, oh yeah, I think top mm-hmm. the last three races, top ten. And he's obviously not coming back to the Wood Brothers. They announced that earlier. He's pissed off. He's driving hungry to get an, a ride for next for next year and beyond, hopefully. Uh, I enjoy the guy, like the guy. Um, and statistically, if you, I think he led, uh, was it? I think it was the Daytona 500 that Newman got hurt in. He led a good chunk of that race. I in think you're the, right. Yeah, in the same equipment. So he knows how to get around that joint. And I'm going to go with him for the win. Nice. That's not a bad pick. Yeah. No. So that'd be a that'd be a long shot, but I think all of us would be happy to see uh, that guy get a win. Oh, I would one hundred percent love to see him in in winter circle. I, I think, yep. like you said, he's a great guy. He's a damn good driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to get picked up by somebody next year. That's for sure. I hope. 
Well, I'll tell you what, if you ever want to see a grown man, a grown man cry getting out of a race car, I bet you if yeah. he wins this race, you'll oh. see a grown man crying getting out of a race car. <laughs> <laughs> Good pick, Chris. Hopefully, just like you, I'm definitely going to be watching that. We'll be up in Grand Junction this weekend for a golf tournament. Hopefully, I do well, and hopefully, you do well, Jake. Uh, but... Yeah, we're definitely going to set aside some time after the after the tournament's over on Saturday and, and watch this race yeah. for sure. So, All right. Well, this last weekend at CNS, we had the Longmont Dairy Farm Utter Madness. I love that title. <laughs> um, it was the Pro Trucks, Late Models, Pure Stocks, and Trains. So I guess I'll lead us off here um, with the Pro Trucks. They had a double feature night. They, it was a late late week announcement that, or actually it was the day of, wasn't it? I think uh, it was the day of the race. I, I think it was actually Friday. Like Friday was it afternoon. Friday? Yeah. yeah, like Friday afternoon they announced that they were going to do a double feature night. And they're going to do it again with us on September, the Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. weekend. Yeah. Labor Day weekend they're going to do a double, double feature night. So that's kind of cool, a little makeup from some of the rain outs that we had earlier this year. So... Quick time. So coming in fifth for quick time was uh, Zach Morris, a uh, rookie with the number 89. Uh, fourth was the number seven of Adam Dines. Uh, third was 16 of Travis Rowe. Second was the 85 of Jeffrey Walbaum. And coming in first with a 17.398 was the 71 of Tim Duvall. And then your first feature... Saw a little bit of the highlights. Uh, people were – the track was posting videos and stuff, uh, Facebook Live stuff all all night long. So I was kind of trying to catch in and, and see what was going on with some of these races and whatnot. But uh, your first feature win was – coming in fifth was the 11 of Steve Johnson. Fourth was the 85 of Jeffrey Walbaum. Third was the 16 of Travis Rowe. Second was the seven of Adam Dines. And coming in first was the three C of Cassidy Hines. So good job by that young lady. Mm -hmm. um, then you had the second feature. So coming in fifth was the 34 of Rudy Vanderwall. Fourth was the 85 of Jeffrey Walbaum. Third was the number seven of Adam Dines. Second was the 22 of Brian Yaki. And then first, once again, was the three C of Cassidy Hines. So great job uh, this weekend by her. Um, that's huge because that's a double points weekend. So, you know, hope, I'm not sure where she's at in this in the standings. Well, I might have to we might have to give a little update maybe next after the next race to see where everybody's at going into championship weekend. Yeah. Um, talk about some storylines there, but uh, yeah, great job by her and everybody else. So, and then I'm gonna take over. I'm gonna go ahead and do the trains. So there was somebody that actually did a Facebook Live. It was a fan, and Jeremy Wall had. Uh, shared this on facebook um th these people were from arkansas and they'd never even been seen trains before so it was really funny listening to this video and this lady talk <laughs> about this these the trains i was dying out. laughing I, I was i was laughing she it was pretty funny but um yeah so started off pretty well um they got they got rolling and this weekend actually jared wall could not make the race so jeremy his brother was actually manhandling the 86 train the orange 86 train this weekend for him so he started in the rear and in the video you can see him take off and turn well it'd be turn three but i think it's turn one for them <laughs> um and his car was like nowhere to be found and i'm like what the hell what what happened to him and then all of a sudden you see him barreling so i don't know if he just had a misfire or something <laughs> i have to ask him the next time we see him um or if he was just 
being like, screw it. I'm just going to let him get out in front because, I mean, he's really talented figure eight driver. So giving him a head start, so to speak. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so pretty good race. There was a lot that happened. There was a couple cars that ended up going over into the demo X jumps come out of the oh, turn to no. come out of turn two, which would be turn four for the trains. And somebody got sideways. And I mean, right by the flag stand and boom up over the hills. <laughs> and then there was another one that spun out. And there was like four or five laps to go. I think it was, yeah, it was like four laps to go spun out right through the X. And then Jeremy wall had come all the way up from the back. He caught the leader was on the inside of the leader going into that turn one. And all you saw was dust because he got pushed down all the way into the demo derby area. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, shit, he hit that ramp. <laughs> like, I'm thinking three trains or three cars are up in the air, <laughs> all four wheels off the tire. And all you saw was dust. And then out of the dust comes him and then the, the white train that was uh, outside of him. And then he ended up taking the lead. And then he ended up coming home with the win. So <laughs> I, I for sure thought he was launching that car. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God, his brother's going to kill him. <laughs> like some dukes of hazard yeah right yeah. seriously <laughs> and I, the only thing in the back of my mind is that song in the in the background and i'm proud to be an american <laughs> so, but uh uh but yeah so jeremy wall came home with the win and i'm not sure who the brake man is on that 86 team but that was a good race and good job by them so there is your uh winner for the uh for the trains yeah if you ever uh want to go out and watch some good racing Hopefully the trains are racing that night that you go because it has not been a lack of entertainment with this division this year. It's every race has been damn good to watch and and something always interesting happens. So always, uh, yep, always. So uh, no slouch on that this weekend. And uh, yeah, congratulations to uh, Jeremy and his brakeman, and also Cassidy Hines for uh, sweeping the sweeping the night in the truck. So. Uh, cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start off the uh, recap on the late models. Uh, so it looks like I just want to make sure I got enough cars. So uh, it looks like they had about 14 cars come out this weekend. So a pretty good uh, steady amount of cars that uh, come out for the late models every uh, race they have. Uh, but we'll go ahead and with the quick time uh, top five. So we had in fifth, the number 98 of Lee Kemet. Uh, fourth was the number 16, Steve Mills. Third was the 76 of Chad Cohen. Uh, the second place was the 6R of Tommy Rowe. And oof, the number eight, Dan Alama. Uh, Alma? I think it's Alma. 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 Yeah. Alma. yeah. Uh, was your quick time winner. And then for your first dash, I guess there was a um, little bit of uh, some beating and banging going on in this one. Kyle Morris ended up getting the whole front end of his car tore mm -hmm. off uh was still able to race the rest of the night but he had to do a kind of old style nascar with no nose on it so <laughs> um don't know what exactly happened there but he'll maybe have to message us and let us know what happened there but uh your top five for the dash here was uh in fifth number 99 sam meserly uh the fourth was 58 bryce winemaster third was the 48 of mickey or excuse me mikey blackard and the second place was the 44 of Tommy Powers. And your dash winner was the 33 of Christopher Buzzkirk. So uh, on to the fast dash here. Uh, top five was the 31 of Rick Smith in fifth. Uh, fourth was 16 Steve Mills. Third was 98 of Lee Kemet. Uh, second was Dan Alma. 
and the number eight car and your dash winner was the six r of tommy rose so kind of setting up for a good nice little feature here with uh all these guys um and i gotta throw a shout out to brad skufka i think his wife was recording this live and i was actually able to watch that uh saturday night so thank you for that uh, i got to see them run and so your feature winner uh kind of go over a little bit of the race it looked like it was pretty clean had some you know random cautions here and there but uh looked like majority of what i saw there wasn't too many big incidents where somebody got super wrecked uh other than uh kyle morse's car being uh looking like it got tore up in that race he actually ended up uh finishing pretty good in that race i think he finished ninth and started dead last um but uh your top five for the feature uh coming in fifth was the six r of tommy Rowe. fourth was the 98 of lee kemet third the 16 of steve mills second uh the 31 of rick smith and of course once again your feature winner was the number eight of dan alma so pretty good uh little streak i think dan's won what the last three or four yeah, races i want to say bit. So I think even, uh, like George said, the track does those Facebook Lives uh, interviewing the drivers after the races. And uh, he even had mentioned that uh, this was a pretty good season for him. And at this point, he's not so much trying to battle for points because, quite honestly, he's probably got it locked up going into the last couple of races here. But uh, he's just wanting to go out for wins. And, well, he's doing it pretty good. So congratulations to him and uh, good job to everybody at the race for the late models. So... I'll go ahead and uh, pass it over to you, Brandon, for the Pure Stacks. Yeah, and congrats, Dan Elma, there. And tough break for Kyle, Kyle Morris, but glad he got it kind of straightened out somewhat and was able to get back out there and at least finish tonight. So I will give you the rundown of the Pure Stocks. So uh, in the quick time, or qualifying rather, I'll start uh, reverse order. Yeah, the number five in fifth position. There's a lot of fives here, sorry. In fifth position was the number five C of Kyle Carrasco. I believe I'm saying it right. Carrasco. Carrasco. Yeah. He's a rookie from Hudson. And then in fourth was the O and OH. So O6 of Macrista Hilton from Brighton. The number 34 coming in third of Ronald Johnson from Westminster. Second was the number 22 of AJ Hill from Brighton. And your quick time winner of the night with a time of 19966 uh, was the 14G of Brian Galvin. And into the slow dash. Um, doesn't really say too much on the recap. What here? What happened to the dash is more of the feature, which I'll get into. Uh, taking the fifth spot was the 46 of Rich Barwinski from Casa Grande, which I have no idea where that is, if it's in Colorado or, or whatnot. But... Uh, coming in fourth was the 0-2 of Chan Rayleigh from Bennett. Uh, third place was the number nine of Cole Baker. He's a rookie. Second was the 8A of Austin Richards from Arvada. And your slow dash winner was the 07, uh, McCrista's sister, Aubrey Hilton from Brighton. So um, the Hilton sisters uh, doing well in uh, last Saturday's race. And then uh, th the fast dash, number 23G of Michael Gallo came in fifth. The 13J of Jason Holvey came in fourth. The third place went to the 22 of AJ Hill. And the second place uh, finisher was number 34 of Ronald Johnson. And your first place winner for the fast dash was the other Hilton girl, Macrista, in the 06 car from Brighton. She took home your win in the uh, fast dash. 
And then fast forward to the feature win, uh, or excuse me, the feature race, and uh, looked like a lot of wrecks happened early. They had another red flag. Uh, looks like early on in the race, they had uh, three laps in, actually. McCrista Hilton was out there leading it, and uh, there was a multi-car wreck that began in turn two, if you can kind of fathom the track. So it began in turn two and continued all the way to the front stretch. So I'm curious to Dang. see yeah, how many cars and what happened there, um, but sounds like a pretty uh, big wreck there. But looks like some of the top top runners there, Michael Gallo and Ronald Johnson, locked their bumpers uh, in that incident. So they had to uh, separate those two race cars. I don't know if that was on purpose that they got <laughs> locked together or what, but uh, they were able to continue. And anyways, uh, looks like McCrista kind of took it from there after the red flag was lifted and they got back going again. And she took it from there and uh, some more uh, cautions, beating and banging, wrecks kind of happened in there. But... McCrista held on to it looks like the whole race and she was your uh, feature winner so much like Cassidy Hines it was kind of a ladies night so to speak and um, yeah McCrista Hilton yeah McCrista Hilton in the 06 car from Brighton took home your win followed by Ronald Johnson in the 34 Brian Galvin Jr. Uh, snuck up there for a third place finish and 13J of Jason Holvey took fourth and fifth was the 14G of Brian Galvin so believe the uh, father of Brian Galvin Jr. Uh, took fifth and his son took third. So pretty interesting race, but it looks like the uh, the ladies dominated that one. So like I said, good to see that. And uh, congrats, uh, McCrista, and uh, glad we got your name right this time. And uh, congrats there on the win. Yeah, we always tend to butcher names on here, so don't hold it against us. <laughs> um, yeah, a great job by the ladies. It's awesome to see. Uh, love to see more and more that the w- the women of the sport are uh, making names for themselves. I mean, there's quite a few women out there mm-hmm. uh, representing. You know, you got Holly Clark also in the GAMs, and she also does the uh, Junior Late Model Series out there in California too. So good to see all the young ladies doing well. So yeah, I guess we will uh, do the look ahead for next Saturday. So Saturday, August 28th, it's the University Auto Parts Family Night at the Races. You got the Legends, the Bandoleros, and the Demo X. And it is the 50-lap, $5,000 to win, $1,500 coming in second, and third, getting $1,000. And then at the 30-lap feature, um, $500 to win. So going to be a hell of a weekend out there. I mean, I would suspect this has kind of been – promoted pretty well um i'm hoping to see a ton of legends cars out there i mean i know those guys go balls to the walls any race so (laughs) i can only imagine what it's going to be like with five grand on the line so hopefully hopefully there's not too many incidents out there with those guys don't want to i want to see you know i want to see them banging doors coming towards the end you know hopefully they hopefully they uh keep their calm all the way up until there's about 10 to go then then get after it exactly. so so hopefully uh it'll be interesting to see who takes home that win you got eggleston i'm sure is going to be running medina's going to be in there Clegg. clegg's going to be running in that so a lot of the top guys that you see every week i'm scotty sure scott all, he scotty he's scott going. he's yeah. going to do it 
So, yeah. Special we'll- announcement. Uh, we didn't um, put this on here, but I will be running. I'm just kidding. I'm not yeah. <laughs> he had me going, bro. I was like, damn, we just put the seat in the car and you're already, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it. No, nope. I'm doing uh, it. <laughs> nope. I uh, got it out of third gear up the street there, but I'm not even ready. Not even close. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't remember who it was. I think it was uh, Kyle Morris on a, when we interviewed him and he was talking about legend drivers and the first time uh, you get in one and you start letting that clutch out and you just stall it. Everybody oh, yells yeah. at your rookie. Well, oh yeah, I told that, you I was going to. That, yeah. Well, I did it a couple of times the first the first time I did it in the game. So I was just <laughs> I was like in the middle of the street, is like rookie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but once I got going, it was like a breeze, just yeah, like I, I racing. I could see your smile all the way down the street. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, uh, that's gonna be a, a cool one. Like I said, I'm half tempted to go out there and just watch that one. And that'll that'll be a good race. I'm I'm excited to hear about that. Hopefully they, uh, yeah, hopefully they do some Facebook Live stuff again. Love seeing that the track is doing more and more of that, and even just fans, people sharing it. You know, Absolutely. the drivers sharing it on Facebook, and so it doesn't even an opportunity to watch. Like matter what class, like everybody's no. sharing that. Yeah, I mean it. Well, a couple weeks ago, um, there was a lady that uh, that broadcasted the Gams race, but the both the dashes and everything else. So that was. That was kind of nice. It, it's cool to see that fans are kind of helping yeah. us out in a sense, even though they're not knowing it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and, you know, and it, but it also goes a long way to pro- promoting the track. You know, right. more and more people can see it. You don't know, share the hell out of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, to everybody listening, this is definitely going to be a show to watch. If you guys get an opportunity this weekend, please, 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 please go up and go watch this one. It's going to be a hell of a race. I wish I could go um go watch this one i definitely would be heading out there if i didn't uh if we weren't going to be already up doing something else so um yeah so that's the look week ahead so i guess we're gonna kick off into our next segment all right well that's uh gonna be a good little race coming up this weekend five thousand to win for the legend guys 50 lap feature so wish we could make that race this weekend but uh you know good luck to everybody out there hopefully uh they get a good amount of cars and put on a good show so everybody coming out this weekend have fun and good luck to all those legend drivers so we're going to start our next segment here and we have another special guest with us this uh episode the brother of mark weeman bremkamp the flag guy uh we have scott bremkamp on with us this uh episode so uh, welcome, Scott. We're going to have you kind of introduce yourself here real quick. But for all of you that don't know, uh, Scott is obviously the bar- brother of Mark Bremkamp, and he is another crew guy at the uh, track. And uh, he's the infield pretty special much, guy. Yeah. yeah, special guy. Jack of all trades, <laughs> the master of none, I feel like. So uh, we'll just go ahead and uh, let you kind of introduce yourself. So uh, take it away, Scott. I'm Scott Brimcamp, uh, lead infield crew member of the Colorado National Speedway track safety crew. Uh, raced for about four years with the CARC modified coupes. And before that, I was a pit crew member for a few different guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worked on a 1200cc mini sprint for a while. That was my first foray into pit crewing. Um, that was about five or six races for a guy moved into Colorado from out of state and was here for a short bit and left. Um, after that, I was with a Grand American Modified and mini stock guy out of Wellington named Kevin Sterling. We raced mostly out at CNS. He tried to convert the car to dirt, but it wasn't 
built for that at all. So that was <laughs> kind of a fail. Um, <laughs> he was he was one of those shoestring budget guys, and we just had a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, the only unfun part was driving from Brighton to Wellington every Friday night to prep the car. Oh, <laughs> yikes. And yeah, then that after that, I crewed in 2006 for Paul Bredenberg, who was actually my car owner of both my modified coupes. Real good guy. Just brought me onto the crew, you know, said, hey, welcome, all that. And as I busted my tail for the guy, he slowly let me do more and more stuff and eventually led into one night after changing out a clutch in um, his nephew's uh, modified coupe there at the racetrack. We made, we, he came off from hot laps. The clutch was toast. They got a clutch on the way up, but we're hoping not to have to change it. Um, took a gear oil bath from disconnecting the transmission, busted tail, got the clutch in, got him out in time just to take qualifying laps, and the rest of the night was good. At the end of the night, he said, hey, do you have a uh, helmet and race suit? And I said, well, yeah, it's kind of old, but I do have one. He said, bring it next week to CNS, you're hot lapped in the car. Sweet. Oh, perfect. Nice. That was my foray into driving, and what a rush. I mean, that was that – was, I finally got to live my dream of driving – you know, in a real race car at CNS. Nice. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's awesome. What a way to do it too. Yeah. yeah. It, it <laughs> Start was, from the bottom. Cool. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm Jake to go. Yeah. You've done a great job spotting for me. Go ahead. Take her for, take her for a spin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that during a practice day. Not so much race day. <laughs> Well, that, then, that was the one thing I was nervous about is he said, let's do it on a race day. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to mess this car up. <laughs> Everybody's so still first... out there spinning out and back her into the wall. That'd be, yeah, yeah that, that would have been terrible. So my first session out was just feeling out the car, you know, having, having a couple laps of fun, but just keep it straight and <laughs> stay out of the way kind of thing. <laughs> Just go on by. Go, go. Come on. I left you. Kind of like that scene in uh, the movie Talladega Nights where Ricky Bobby finally gets back in the car and he feels like he's going all fast. Like, yeah, Were those the other cars? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other cars? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, well, nice. Well, uh, thanks for uh, introducing yourself, kind of giving us a little brief recap of um, kind of your race history and how you got into the sport. So, We'll go ahead and uh, get into our questions here. So I'll go ahead and start us off, and then I'll pass it off to uh, Jordan Brandon here. So since you did mention you were the lead uh, infield crew, uh, what are your main duties uh, as the lead uh, infield crew guy? Main duties? I mean, it's like you guys said before. It's, it's a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none position. <laughs> your main duty is making sure your other crew is where they need to be when uh, having them trained up as much as is possible. I mean, that job is trial by fire, literally. You, we can't do enough training for everything we encounter. So it's here's the gist of it. Uh, if you see something not being done that needs done and there's a tool for it, get to it. <laughs> it comes down to, you know, when you show up to a scene, 
talking to Mark or whoever the flagman is that night, you know, letting them know, hey, here's what I need. Do I need a red? Do I need a yellow? It's a whole bunch of stuff working with the race director, Greg Witherwax, on what else do we need? You know, what else is going on tonight? What do we need to know mm-hmm. ahead of time? So he and I usually have a short meeting beginning of the day before hot laps and we'll go over what's up, what's going on, any special things that Jim, the track owner, has asked for, all that, and it's pretty much turn them loose and here we go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, cool. Well, thanks for giving us a little bit more uh, insight on kind of like uh, what you do and uh, just your duties in general. Uh, you know, fans listening and people in the stands, you know, they just see guys running all over the place. They really <laughs> don't know what they're doing. So it's kind of nice to just get you guys on, especially like your brother, and kind of hear more about what you do and the insides of uh, track crews. So thank you for that. So my next question here is, uh, over the years, there's been accidents, wrecks, I'm sure you're fair, you've seen fair share of your fights. <laughs> Have you ever had to separate two drivers from fighting? And what's the worst on-track incident you've ever seen? Uh, the fight thing, yes, we have had to break them up. Most of the time, it's one guy's wrecked, and he's trying to show his frustration to a driver that's still in the race, unfortunately. Oh. So it kind of comes down to the Tony Stewart rule, you know, thing. Yeah. Don't don't go down the racetrack, but guys are mm-hmm. still going to do it. There's there, We hate getting in the way. You know, I, I get letting a guy show his frustration. That's fine. But there's a certain point where we're getting pushed down the track. We're just going to have to bail out because of our own safety. Yeah. Right. And yeah. my nightmare is seeing a guy go down, get near a car, and a guy takes a shot at him. Yeah. yeah, that that is my biggest worry. So I will go until the very last foot that I can, and after that, it's like, dude, you're not listening. Gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> you're left to yourself. Yeah. Um, fortunately, fortunately, we haven't gotten anybody there. By by that point, I usually have a couple other crew members there, and we just okay. Here we go. You got to go back up the racetrack. Yeah, uh, <laughs> physically move them. Have we had to break up two drivers? Yeah, plenty of times. Uh, that's not fun because you'll catch <laughs> elbows, you'll catch some kin music <laughs> along the way. Just especially <laughs> like, guys you know, wearing the helmet, get a little headbutt in there. <laughs> yeah, no, we haven't had that. It, most of the time, when there was fist flying, it was one guy was still in the car with his helmet on. Oh, and the Never other guy. And, that. Yeah, I don't either. The other guy will tear down the window net and go to swinging, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? You're gonna, you know, with the, with the newer seats nowadays, it's like you're gonna break your fist on a seat, or he's still got his helmet on. Most of the time, the guy in the car, he's not even trying to block it because he's like, go ahead, you're, you're yeah. kind of dumb. Yeah, here, here, here's yeah, my chin. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there was one a few years back that it was kind of funny. It was in the in the GAM's division. Uh, one guy. He was trying to pinch another driver that was making an outside pass on the straightaways, and they ended up connecting one car uh, angled on top of another. Well, that driver on the bottom side got out, climbed up over the cars as we were checking on the other guy. He moved my driver out of the way to start throwing blows, and we eventually had to – he's a wily guy. I mean, just one of those that – no matter what you did, he was still throwing. 
And eventually we just had to kind of WWE style, like suplex him <laughs> on top of his car. <laughs> that, that was one of the better ones. Um, we always hate to see the fighting. Does it put on a good show for fans? Maybe, you know, the crowd, oh, yeah. it, but it, it's not something we're down for because <laughs> You're in the middle we, d- we just rather yell and scream at each other and okay, let's go. But yeah. All right. We'll get your car on the thing and let's go. Yeah, we're going to get your car on the record. You're going to take a ride with somebody else and deal with it later. (laughs) Well, Jake, if you ever uh, get in a fight, make sure you don't punch Scott in the face. (laughs) Do him a favor. Hey, we'll we'll just sell it like I'm really, really mad and that I'm going after this guy. So you just got to, like, you know, get up in my face and just start pushing me. (laughs) There you go. I'm just going to warn you. Just be like, get out of the way. I've seen that man pissed off (laughs) and just be like, uh uh. Just let him go. Let him go. If I'm, I'm always really down for selling then, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm always down for selling it. But <laughs> as long as we tell Jim afterwards that it was it was all for show. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, going for ratings here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> we just increased two people. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we'll have a hell of a episode to talk about that next week. Yeah. yeah. We'll have yes. to bring Scott back on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh great! Awesome. As as for Rex, I've seen uh, plenty. There's been some horrible ones, and usually you go to those, do your normal thing, and block them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in our position, that's what you have to do if you're doing it right, so you can get your mindset on for the next, you know, laps that are coming. Uh, one of the worst I've ever seen was Ethan Penrod and Kyle Petit in the late model division. Uh, they were going down the back stretch, tangled up, and Ethan took one heck of a ride into the wall. Uh, just completely totaled out the car in in bent up ways that you rarely, rarely see. Mm. Um, that was one of the more wicked ones. The ones that scare the hell out of me are the ones that could involve the fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've seen a supermodel out of turn two. He slapped the wall, you know, the tire came off coming out of the corner, which those guys are ramped up. So that thing took a flight. And at one point it was above the fence. Oh, no. And luckily it was far enough inside at that height that it took the arc down, hit the fence. But that was a nightmare. Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. Yeah. So those are the ones that scare the hell out of me. I don't blame you. Yeah. Scare the hell out of us, too. Yeah. 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 Sitting in the spotter stand, like, whoop, here it goes. This is my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for that. Uh, my final question for you here is uh, kind of a similar question we asked your brother. So, with being a track guy and track official, is, do you have any uh, aspirations of moving up into ARCA trucks, Xfinity Cup, kind of get more into NASCAR? It would depend on the position. The, the higher up positions are cool, directing crews on where to go. I feel that's what I'd be best at, you know, calling for this truck here, that truck there, this guy check this, ambo roll, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. As for doing what I do on their tracks, I don't really think so. Uh, having worked with Arca or Canon before that, when it was Canon, it 
it's very very orchestrated it's cool to work you know it's cool to do once a year mm-hmm. right um listen to how how they do things because it works the same in the lower series as it does up above the guys up above just have bigger crews to work with but it's very orchestrated when something happens it's okay guys get ready this truck get ready you're gonna go after this car you're gonna take you know go out on the back stretch into this corner the debris is here make sure you use your truck as a block the guy that gets out do not you know, do not leave the safety of that vehicle mm-hmm. in our normal position. We see it, we go. And that's kind of what I like about it because seconds can matter. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. But as for, as for moving up, I don't know. Like I said, it would, it would have to depend on the position. I, I'd be good at guiding them, but as for doing the on track stuff, it's kind of the same thing. I'd yeah. rather do it for my local guys than, Go for a big series. Yeah. Well, good news, fans. Scott's not going anywhere. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Unless all of a sudden they back up the uh, old uh, Loomis truck for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pile of money. I I would definitely not pass it up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks, man. Well, that's all I got for you. So I'll uh, go ahead and pass it to Jordan to ask you a couple questions here. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, we always enjoy having you. Uh, us this spotlight segment um getting to talk with the uh, drivers crew members and uh you know track officials and whatnot so thank you again for coming on and, t- and talking with us for a little while here first question i got for you so c- kind of touching on some the previous questions that jake had so what keeps you coming back to the track every year i mean it's got to be the fact that you get to pick on your brother every week right <laughs> that that's a little part of it that happens anytime i see him though <laughs> if, seems if like the watches, going theme yeah well, yeah well you and uh, you and i are alike you know well in a similar way you know we're older but but you know he's a little bit bigger than you are and so is my brother so you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you he, he tends to have little man syndrome <laughs> at times because i'm so much older <laughs> There's a 13-year difference between us. And oh, I wow. think my parents made a mistake on that because oh, we fight oh, more gosh. than if we were two and four. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't know that age gap was that big. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was a big gap. Um, <laughs> there's a story behind that, but I can save that for later. <laughs> uh, as for what keeps me coming back, sometimes I think it's a little bit of insanity. <laughs> uh there are a lot of things i could do on saturdays but i when i took this when i took the job at cns it was at the end of my racing and it was something cool and fun to do on a saturday that made me some money and put me in the what i felt at the time was the second best seat in the house after that i saw the mistakes that were being made by the previous crews and tried to improve on that when i got the lead position and after that, I've just built it and built it and built it. it. It's one of those things I, if I had a crew, I was very confident in leaving. I tried to do it one year in 2017 and ended up back in 2018. It it almost drove me nuts sitting on that side of the fence every week. Yeah, right. We would go out and watch. I'd see a wreck and I would get antsy in my seat. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, I okay guys do they well you're doing what i trained you to do but i'm not there right so what keeps me coming back as i said it was a little bit of insanity 
a lot of commitment to the job and it's a hell of a lot of fun. What we do is a lot of work just as any race team, but in the end, I have a freaking blast with it. That's good. That's what matters. Hey, and it's a free ticket and you get paid to watch racing. So, I mean, (laughs) originally that's what I said. I'm getting paid to watch racing and do a really cool job. Hell yeah. I mean, I could, I couldn't go wrong with that. I mean, you pay me to watch racing or golfing or anything, really. I mean, just to watch something and whatnot, I, that, you can't go wrong with that. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so next question that I got, out of all the different series and stuff that are currently at CNS or even, I guess, nationwide for that matter of fact, uh, what's your favorite series to watch? And then who's your, uh, who's your favorite driver that you've had the chance to kind of observe in your time being at the track? Uh, right now I'd have to say King of Wings are like the ultimate when they come through town. Those cars are at one time, I, you know, the super mods were my favorite cars, but the King of Wings have come in, figured out our racetrack and are even quicker. Uh, they haul, they haul the mail. Yeah, they are. They're faster than our super modifieds. That's a lot. Yeah, they, they haul some ass. It's completely unpredictable. Some of the moves those guys make, you just, you're almost jumping in the truck when you see a move coming, thinking <laughs> that there's no way in hell this is not an accident and they're coming out clean. You don't know how, but they did it. That is my, right now, my absolute favorite series. I'm seriously just a fan of racing. Yeah. Uh, I can't say I have a favorite series outside of that. I like watching guys that, have a serious racecraft. I love watching that. Like that's just cool as hell. Watching a guy set up moves, watching the track change throughout the night, and a guy just figures it out. One of my favorite drivers to watch is Chris Mueller. The dude has tens of thousands of laps on that racetrack and put him in almost any car and he just does amazing things with it. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, on on the bigger spectrum, right now I'm kind of a Kyle Larson fan. Absolutely, yeah. nice. I when I was kind of a fan of his when he was with Ganassi, you know he was he was there, but he always blew things. Now that he's in an even better opportunity, uh, he's just he's absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and everybody said it. You know, the comeback is going to be bigger than the setback. Well, when he got in the dirt car and started on fire, it was just amazing to watch. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Things the guy does with a race car, just kind of like the Mueller thing. Uh, It's killer. And still doing it. I mean, shoot. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, it seems like every other day he's racing. And And he wins. Yeah. Every other day we're seeing a post about him holding up a trophy. It's like, Jesus, man, (laughs) do you ever, do you ever just go home and watch TV or anything? Just like sit and relax. (laughs) That's all he does is shoot. I mean, it's crazy. I want to know what beer his wife ends up shotgunning after every race. They need to sponsor. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They do. (laughs) I was to say, her. She's probably been drunk a lot this year. (laughs) Probably. It's probably the course. Yeah, the course victory lane celebration. His wife, for those viewers and listeners that don't know, Caitlin Larson uh, shotguns a beer every time Kyle Larson wins in victory. I mean, does it like a pro, like quicker than some men can. So, oh, yeah. oh it's crazy. It, it, 
And she, uh, I mean, she's got to be drunk, like just from the one day to the next, because she goes to all these races. So she's just, you know, <laughs> slamming beers and just like, God damn, will you at least come in second one time? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was kind of like watching Kyle Clegg a few years ago. He was just on a tear every week. He was at the track. He was winning. Right. And he's another one of my favorite guys. Though. Him, Eggleston, right. Blair Cooper was one of my favorite guys in the Legends division. You watch them those guys just they start from the back and like Clegg, we always joked he always took the high wide and handsome line but he did it on top of the wall because <laughs> he was just up that high four wide five wide at the start yeah. it didn't matter he was he was gunning for the front mm-hmm. and uh, like i said just a fan of racecraft watching those guys they just set the moves up if they need to bonsai they'll bonsai and it's no holes barred well hope this works yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> It's crazy how they can just, you know, manhandle a car, and it just comes so naturally for them, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they make it look smooth. They're not out of hand with it. You know, you don't ever see whether the car's tight, loose, any of that. You nope. just know it's game on. Right. Yeah. And definitely, uh, it, it's a spectacle to watch, you know, even week in and week out, see different drivers do different series and, and perform the way that they do. But, well, thanks. So... You pretty much answered my my other question that I had had because we were I was going to ask you the question about touching on uh, what was the scariest crash that you've ever seen. But so I'm going to kind of throw a little bit of a curveball at you. So there's brother- there's a couple others that I can think of to to oh. add on to that. Sure, by all um, means, go ahead. <laughs> there was there was the Penrod, the the super modified tire. The other scary one was Jason Holvey. In 2015, I think he brought out a brand new legend, beautiful car, had the Hulk airbrushed on this thing. I mean, just beautiful car. Ended up with nowhere to go going into turn one. And in between turn one and two, somebody had spun and stopped as another car was slowing in front of him. He had nowhere to go, bounced the tire, hit the fence by the beer garden and ripped a hole in it. Oops. Whoa. After after he hits the fence, he rolls down the racetrack, you know, barrel kind of barrel rolls down the racetrack a couple times, ends up in the infield dirt. So uh, that that's a hell of a distance to cover yeah. twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Girlfriend's <laughs> not gonna love hearing that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the first thing I was worried about was <laughs> the fans in the beer garden. Did they get hit by anything? My, the, he was the first guy that was closest to me. So I stopped to check on him. He swears and be damned that I was there before the crash even ended. Uh, <laughs> the time we had the four wheeler running and I was hair on fire to that one. <laughs> oh, you were the four wheeler guy. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was the guy on the four wheeler running around doing all kinds of somewhat stupid stuff sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> My goal is to get there get there check on my drivers my other crew checked on all the fans luckily nothing happened with that one uh we just had to repair the fence get holvey's thing cleaned up make sure he was good to go all the other drivers you know they would they all walked away that's uh, good. Even good with the penrod one the super modified one they all walked away the ultimate scariest thing <laughs> kind of adding on even more my ultimate thing is when you can hear the air leave a car in a crash And some people won't get what I'm saying by that, but when there is contact, you know, somebody spun out and they're just sitting, the field's still coming. 
when they hit the side or rear of a car, you can literally hear the air inside of a car, leave it. And you just know that is one hell of a hit and it gives you goosebumps, like freaks you out. Yeah. Yeah. So you're heading there not knowing what you're about to, to see or get into, but luckily we've, we've gotten away. Most everybody walks away. They take an ambulance ride to their pit and they're fine. Right. So safety's come a long way. Thankfully it, it has. And that is one big thing I'll push upon any driver out there. Check and recheck all your safety equipment. If you think it's good enough, I can guarantee you there's somewhere you can be safer. Right. Right. Well, and don't, don't be cheap on your safety. Yeah. I was going to so. say, I've, yes. I've found out in the last couple of weeks, it's expensive, but you don't yeah. want to skimp that. No, the, the Hans device and that, and that full containment seat, is two mm-hmm. of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. If you don't have those, please don't go race. The neck donut does not work. I, no. I've seen far too much dumb stuff happen when guys decide to spend uh, this $500 to go faster, but am I going to live through it? Right. Yeah. Right. Me, I'd be that guy out there in flip flops. Be like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're SFI rated. <laughs> yeah. T- tennis shoes drive me nuts too. <laughs> tennis shoes. There's there's a few of them that sneak by us, and it I was gonna say, how do they get away with that? It just happens. Uh, gotcha. They'll they'll bring fireproof shoes up to tech, and I would. They have all their stuff. Do they wear it? Who knows? Right. If you're spending the money on the shoes, why yeah. not wear them? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and my thing, the feeling on those, like a pair of tennis shoes, like how could you feel the pedal a little? I love the race shoes because they're thin and you can feel the gas pedal and the brake and everything way deeper than what you would in a pair of Skechers. Yeah, and they look sweet. Yeah. Some some guys will tell you they feel it better with tennis shoes. Uh, Really? I don't know how, why, whatever. I get driver comfort and all that, but damn, if there's ever a fire... (laughs) I hell you know it's not a yeah. Oh no, not my Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Shit, I can't even do eye racing with shoes on. I, I go socks and that's it. Yeah, I play in socks too, and I, I since I got those new shoes, I did it once and I love them. There there's a lot of guys that say they go straight socks with eye racing and I don't have a rig or anything. I played with my brother's eye racing one time and I couldn't get the car to stay straight to save my ass. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to get yourself one and join us for the league. Yeah. I, you know, I'd love to, but I have so much family stuff going on where we're gotcha. at. You know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to watch the broadcast on Beehive. I was going to say, you, you jump on there and root us on. Oh, yeah. I, I love the Beehive broadcast. I love watching the Colorado guys get on, do their thing. I'd love to join, but it's one of those deals it's it's quite a setup for the computer itself and then all oh, yeah. the pedals and all that i'd my personally right now i'd much rather take my family out for a few nights and have a hell of a lot of fun right doing that instead so that's for sure i'm sure our wives and girlfriends would like us to stay the same thing. <laughs> i was just thinking that <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I spend enough time away from my family working as it is with my regular job and then cns on saturdays i'm sure i'd get get annihilated at home if i spent another few hours on a computer oh i totally get the side eye look whenever i say so there's a race tonight on ride racing oh god <laughs> well lo and behold there's a race every night every yeah. 30 minutes past the hour yes. 
Oh, that's hilarious. Well, yeah, that's all I got for me. Uh, thanks again for coming on. And then I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Brandon for his questions. Sounds cool. Good. Yeah. So uh, you kind of got into it there at the beginning of this segment, uh, the racing part and how you got into it. So I want to know, it was a kind of a two-part question, but I'll just skip to the second part of it. What made you step away from the racing part? Um, What made me step away? Finances. Yeah. Uh, I had met my wife, my now wife in 09, um, which was my last full-time season. And it was, it was literally my best season. Uh, we finished ninth in points that year with a car that probably should have been anywhere from 12th to 15th. Even it better. Was just, we, we shoestrung it together, consistency, ran through the attrition. You know, we played the attrition game and ended up with ninth by one point. And my goal was a top 10 that year. Nice. Perfect. Um, my wife got pregnant with our child and I knew tire money was going to go to diapers it was a choice I had to make, and yeah. well, it, okay, kid over racing. It, a smart oh, man. Yeah, let's. You, know, hey, you got shop towels. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they don't quite work as well. Some brake cleaner. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been. That one. <laughs> Simple green works wonders, man. I do. <laughs> no, I I seriously thank my wife for all the 09 season i mean going all summer pregnant dealing with me in the race car working on the race car all week long with me is she was such a trooper yeah um, shout out to the girlfriend back, and wives yes colorado summer heat is no joke at the racetrack and she was there all along did it she got mad at me a few times and a few times i was kind of embarrassed for the things that happened with the mod coops uh, there was one night we had trouble with the clutch i believe it was and the crew had to get me backed out and as i was trying to go forward they had to you know push the car to help it along and we were down on the north end of the pits this night where it was all you know the the sand and rocks and stuff Mm -hmm. and she was pushing from the bumper well that bumper's pretty low and when the car finally took off it set her on the ground and then i goosed the gas not knowing that I had dumped her or anything. Oh no! So along with that came the rock spray, and oh, I did not hear the end of that one. For oh, yeah, a I few bet weeks. not. <laughs> <laughs> kind of you could you could do anything you screw up at home. You know, you don't do the dishes. Oh yeah. Well, you know what you did? You sprayed yeah. some rocks. <laughs> yep. Yep. It probably still hears about it from time to time. <laughs> it's it's kind of a, a funny story now, but back then it was, I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say this story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I guess that's, I mean, that's a smart move to, to get out of it due to different reasons, especially family or whatnot. So I yeah. 100% agree with that one. The, the next season I went part-time, somebody else, uh, Theron and Glenda Bredesen bought the car from Paul, uh, helped him out in the deal and everything. They, they did three races in Cheyenne with Bill Kolb and then, I took, I believe, three or four at CNS. Uh, they had put a better motor in the car. And man, I, I could not believe the difference. That was so much fun. I was battling guys that I had never battled with before. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it was fun. But after that, uh, I got offered the job at CNS and been doing that ever since. Nice. Yeah, I think it uh, worked out for the best either way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel I'm cool. in a good place taking care of the racers out there. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and doing a hell of a job at it. So, 
Thank you. Uh, so uh, my next one, kind of a funny one here, and on a uh, one-off here. So of all the CNS crew officials, of, of course, your brother, everybody, who would, in your opinion, would win a, in a race at CNS if we put you all in a pure stalker? So and uh, why do you think that person would win? If you include all the tech guys, you're talking Adam Hilton would probably smoke us all. <laughs> the dude's been in any and everything and had so many more laps than we have. If you put it with just the guys that work on track, it's going to be a hard-fought battle between me and Mark, but I think I'd come out on top because well, age and treachery always beats youth and exuberance. <laughs> I, I think we start a uh, GoFundMe page <laughs> to get two peer stocks put together to let these two do it. I think so. <laughs> I'd be down. <laughs> I'm way down to see that. <laughs> uh, like well, his mount the bumpers well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we heard what he did to Dale Jr. in the iRacing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of watched that race and, oh, God, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> like, dude, how do you do that? <laughs> well, after, I'm sure when he listens to this, he's going to beg to differ about who would win that race, but that's what we like, competition. Oh, he always he always will, but I was the first one to teach him to drive in a go-kart. There you go. <laughs> Learn he from the best, then. that, too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, probably, he'll probably hit me for this one, but he does have a second nickname. He's not just uh -oh. Wee Man. To me and my family, he's also I-Beam. I-Beam? Oh, <laughs> you got to explain uh, that one. Oh, do tell. <laughs> so I used to work at at a place called Denver Indoor Kart Racing. It was one of the first indoor karting centers across the nation. Uh, probably about the fifth or sixth one, but this place was super popular. It was off of... Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> and I worked there as a, as one of the, the track crew out there. It was just one of those jobs. You go pull people out of the tire walls and this and that, and you dreaded rain out nights because all the CNS and 76 guys were headed your way. It was a busy night. <laughs> nightmare but there were a few weeknights where things were slow and my parents would bring mark down and i'd put him in a in one of the junior carts and kind of teach him lines and how to do cornering and stuff like that well it's an older warehouse with i-beams down three <laughs> sections and the track you had to you know the track was built in between all these i-beams there was a chicane section that was super fast if you did it right but if you messed it up the ending i-beam hurt like hell <laughs> and i got mark going through a good line he did it two three laps in a row and i told him to bump it up a little more and he did and sure as hell he messed up the entry <laughs> really screwed up the exit he went under the tire barrier that was protecting the <laughs> i-beam and <laughs> ouch <laughs> was he okay <laughs> He was fine, a little shocked at, like, what the <laughs> hell just happened. He looked at me, up at me with those dazed eyes because he damn near ate the steering wheel on it. <laughs> what happened? Oh. Well, you messed up corner entry. Hey, you found out what happens <laughs> corner exit. <laughs> you found oh, the man. I got to fix that now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I got to pull out the hardest section of wall out. <laughs> and That's I got to replace that bumper on that cart. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I can't imagine hitting the I-beam in one of those things. Oh, that would hurt. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, luckily it was a junior cart. They they I think they topped out at about 35 40 and he was maybe doing 30 by the time he had skidded off some speed. <laughs> uh the bigger carts there were doing 45 to 55 probably in a uh, tight little indoor course. They they hauled. <laughs> that's yeah. that's moving. Yeah, it it was definitely moving. I mean, some of the some of the CNS guys like the walls. Geez, I can't even name all the racers that used to come out there. But Joe Star made made some appearances on rainout nights. Hey, he got nice. he got flipped a bird by a couple actual cart <laughs> racers at the time. That was kind of funny. I'll have to ask him about that. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he'll tell you that story. That lady did not like when when all the oval racers showed up because it it. It became bump and runs everywhere. <laughs> and <laughs> these car racers didn't like it. They were tag car racers and they were all, you know, it was kind of like F1 meets Redneck Oval. <laughs> That's my so kind of racing. Were, yeah. They were all about the clean, oh, you set up for an overtake. No, it's a pass. Let's yeah. <laughs> Did I get by That's you? Fun. Then what does it matter? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Cool. Well, I guess that kind of leads into my last question for you. So how have you and your brother ever thought about swapping duties uh, at the track for a night? And do you think you could handle his and uh, he can handle yours type of thing? We had talked about it before this season. And, you know, we always joked that well, I'm the best at what I do. You couldn't do my job, man. Da, da, da. <laughs> Same thing with him with me. This year he took one night off and I was the most experienced up there out of all the crew. So... I had one of my former crew guys show up. He led the infield crew, and I did his job. Let me tell you, that man is busy. Oh, um, you actually flagged that night. I didn't know that. I Yeah, I flagged that night. And wow. I thought, okay, here we go. I've been up there, you know, assisting him with qualifying. I had did a whole season as it – or a whole half season as his assistant my second year. First year out there, they put me up there as his assistant, and – had another guy doing the race director position. You know, I watched him. I did all the stuff. You you see it happen, and you're like, oh, yeah, I could do this. Do it on your own. Oh, my Lord, that's a whole <laughs> new world. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, I got through it, but that was an experience, let me tell you. Um, yeah, I mean, as, you're like a Swiss him, army knife. Oh, yeah. You do it all. I mean, <laughs> you're you're flipping switches. You're nervous about how to flip the switches because they have to be done in a specific order, a specific way. You got to worry about where all the flags are, this, that, the other. How he set up the flags wasn't really comfortable for me, so I changed a couple things, made it better for myself, but it was still, holy crap, busy. As for him doing my job, I believe he could do it, but it would be the same thing the other way around. Right. He'd be a little lost. Um, <laughs> there, there's things you just forget when you get to a scene, unless you've done it time after time and it's repetitive. You know, you know to check this, do this, say this, go here, go there, make sure the crew's doing this or that. You know, get the get what you need: tow truck, ambo, fire if you need it, whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it would definitely be a struggle just as I struggled with flagging. Right. Mark strikes me as the kind of guy where if he comes up to a scene, he's like, all right, uh, rub some dirt on it. You'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it, it's either that or over concern. Right. Yeah. Right. That, that'd be more or less it. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. 
he he would definitely he would definitely be the guy to stick his head in there and go, "Well, you all right? Yeah, you are. Okay, that was kind of dumb, but let's move on." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Why'd you do that for? <laughs> Can it drive or no? Well, then get your ass yeah. out of that car. <laughs> That's one of those things like we don't ever want to see either of the Bremkamp brothers on the track while we're while we're racing. In the pits is fine, but we don't want to see on the on the track because it's either we've wrecked and something bad happened to see you, or yep. we're getting black flagged and Wee Man has to come out of the flag stand to go point at us <laughs> on the track. So again, we we love you guys, but we don't want to see you on the track. Yeah, and when he when he does come for come down for that flag, oh, stand, it's hilarious. He's a whole new guy, like. He's somebody I don't even know because his motions are like, holy crap, you mean business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's why I told him on that podcast here on that episode he was on when he gets out there for the bando races and, you know, those kids are out there and they make mistakes. And when he tells them to go to the back and they don't listen, he just puts his foot on the bumper and he's like, you stay right there. (laughs) I love watching him uh, officiate the bandos. It's a great time. (laughs) I've been doing those lately, too. But oh, yeah. I've been I've been kind of trading duties here and there with him, you know, taking the circle drags, the bandos, stuff like that. Most recently, I've been doing the the train flagging too. That's wild. Yeah, that that's a wild thing to start those guys. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> you got that much horsepower staring right at you, and it's just like ooh, uh, <laughs> throw the flag, but, pinch it, and run. Yeah. <laughs> Train drivers are crazy enough, but <laughs> yeah. to go up the middle of them to start their race like we do is <laughs> yeah. entertaining for sure. Yeah. You, you definitely get with those front two and go, don't move until I wave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got more exactly. cojones than I do. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so how is it? Some, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, sometimes what we do does, uh, you know, I, I definitely think takes a little more than what the drivers have. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like I said, there's there's guys that make those bonsai moves. You definitely think, oh, that's going to be a crash, and it isn't. There's other stuff we do. You look back and go, what the hell was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, since you help with the circle drags, uh, you get to sit out there with uh, Willie B from KBPI. How's that? That's uh, pretty cool. You kind of learn a couple times with him that he's there to put on his show. Mm-hmm. and you're just there to do your thing. Uh, it's cool to listen to him and watch him do what he does because he gets the crowd into it. He, you know, he does his thing. Mm-hmm. And the guy's definitely a pro at what he does. Yeah. Well, I like yeah, listen but... to him on the radio. He, he's, a good, he's a good radio host for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely knows how to work a crowd and get people amped up. He does his thing with the drivers, gets them going, and – you know, talking junk and all that fun <laughs> stuff. That's awesome. Are you uh, excited for this Saturday with the Legends? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if I need twenty more wreckers or oh, yeah. if we, if they're gonna try and keep it clean to the end to have a shot to fight for five grand. Yeah, or, I I, I could see it going this, either way. Yeah, or if you're talking the slower dash, you know the the guys that are running for five hundred to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the legend cards, you just never know. Those things are so crazy to watch. <laughs> they're snap loose. They're this. They're that. They're dive bombing each other. It, it's another series that holy crap! How'd they get through that? Yeah. 
Yeah. I am definitely excited to see a big money race for those guys. They definitely deserve it with the amount of cars they've been bringing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that field has been just insane this year. That's 29, 30 cars every weekend. Uh, at the beginning of the year, we were dealing with 40. Oof. Damn. The, I think the first four or five races, they showed up with 40 cars. And it's a damn good thing we've we've gone to the the fast and slow fields mm-hmm. because legends nights used to be somewhat of a nightmare for us because <laughs> you just knew there were 32 to 36 cars going to start the show and if they brought 40 that last chance qualifier was going to be insane and then you've got Clegg and them running around people that are you know leading the slow dash and when they come around to lapping cars, it, it was a show, but you just didn't know what was going to go on. Right. Um, those those were some of the crash fest nights and things like that. And thankfully, we went to two different fields, and it's made it much calmer. That's good. The, yeah. the people that are learning can learn, and the guys that go bat out of hell crazy can <laughs> do their thing. <laughs> yeah i uh i'm looking forward to hearing i i don't know if i'll make it out i, I kind of talked about it a little bit i kind of want to go out and see that but it's going to be a, a hell of a show either way yeah any which way it's going to be one show that i don't think anybody's going to want to miss yeah absolutely especially if clay wins it because he'll be climbing every fence possible oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll go up and over onto the other side i bet oh i'm sure <laughs> I want to see him do it into into the turn one fence like I had to do my first year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Just open up the gate and let him crowd surf. There you go. There, there you go. go. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the day that one of the drivers gets out and does the stone cold and has, you know, maybe, at least maybe yeah. water and slaps it together and just. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be uh, awesome. That'd be great. Uh, there you go, Jake. There's your idea for if you yeah. ever get your first win. There well, you go. I'll, I'll have to have uh, Mark hold two water bottles for me then. <laughs> <laughs> Every race he holds two water, water bottles. bottles. <laughs> <laughs> well, after listening to it, if you ever win, I'm sure he'll dig two out of the cooler for you. <laughs> Just, <bring them> down. <laughs> Just throw them at him. I'll buy him a yep. beer after the race. <laughs> there you go. Well, cool, man. That's all the uh, questions I had, so I'll pass it back to Jake for you. All righty. Cool, man. Well, uh, you know, thank you again for uh, coming on and talking with us and, uh, you know, kind of giving us a little more insight about you and kind of what you do at your, you know, your job at the track and kind of hear more about what happens at the track that people don't see. And, uh, you know, especially drivers, you know, new drivers come out, you know, they don't know anybody, you know, like me, I'm, I'm still learning everybody out there and everything. So it's kind of nice to get a different perspective than uh, what you're used to seeing. So we appreciate you coming on and I appreciate you also coming up to us, uh, at least up when I'm on staging there and coming up, Hey, what, what's going on with the podcast this week? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fun. So I, I do appreciate that and keep doing that. I, I like it. So it's something that, uh, gets your mind uh, mind at ease before you go out on the track and, and start battling with people. So it's, that's always cool. So I appreciate right. that. Oh yeah. You're a huge, huge promoter of the, the podcast and we definitely appreciate <laughs> that from, from all three of us. Definitely. Not a problem. Cool. I, I love anything to do with Colorado racing. So well, good. absolutely. An issue. Well, yeah, like we said from day one, we're trying to get some more exposure out for the track, you know, and you know, maybe we'll have to 
get Jim, give us a little sponsorship money since we're uh, promoting him so much here. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just bring it on, bring it on, <laughs> put a little scrubbing <laughs> tires podcast sticker up on that. That would be awesome. Scoring stand. <laughs> I would love to see that. Or even yeah. like a wall banner. Heck yeah. <laughs> those, those opportunities are available. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Phone well, call. Hey, yeah, exactly. Anybody listen out there that is a signed company? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but appreciate you coming on, Scott. Uh, like we have been saying, it's been a long time coming. We had a few guests that uh, were lined up before you, but we're definitely glad to get you on and uh, good hearing from you and getting some, like Jake said, some insight that I would have never even guessed about your duties and job. And you're doing a hell of a job out there, just like your brother and everybody else. So we appreciate what you're doing out there. And thanks for coming on uh, to this and give it to Jordan. Yeah, man. Um, just like these guys said, I'll keep it short and sweet. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we truly appreciate it. Not just only our fans as you are, but yeah, get more exposure from people that are around the track. Get, get people to know who you are, um, who your crew is, everybody involved uh, that gets this show going every single week <laughs> throughout the summer, every single year. So we, tru- we truly appreciate it. We enjoy talking with you guys, talking with you, this, this podcast and your brother in the past. And I think we're going to have to uh, figure something out to get you both on. So you guys Absolutely. can tell us some inside stories. You have basically just handed over to you guys and you guys just chit chat the whole hour and a half. <laughs> so could be fun. It could be a good one. So yeah, but thanks again. We truly appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. We'll uh, see you at the track uh, whenever we're out there next. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Scott Bremkamp again. Hope you enjoyed that interview just as much as we did. And, uh, and uh, Scott, we wanted to give you the opportunity to, to give shout-outs or anything that you might have. So uh, we'll give it to you before we uh, end the episode here. All righty. I'd like to uh, thank you guys for bringing me on again. Uh, it's been fun. It's cool to do, kind of hear how things work. A big thanks to my wife and kids for putting up with what I do on Saturday nights. Um, I love what I do, and they know that. I thank them for being at the track and supporting for you know supporting me for what I do and any insight they give me. Uh, thanks to Jim and Brian at the track for allowing us to do what we do. Uh, we have a, a crazy fun job, um, and we don't take advantage of that. We we come out to do our jobs. We have a lot of fun and keep his show rolling. The last thanks I have is to my extended family that have either helped me with my racing or supported me in my current job out there. Absolutely, man. Nice, Always yeah. got to have that supporting cast. Sounds like you got a good one. Yeah. Thanks goes to my uh, track team also. Those guys put in a hell of a lot of work and – uh, I, I'm kind of demanding when it comes to it, you know, the situations that need to be. I let them have their fun, but they know when it's time to go, it's time to go. Definitely. Exactly. Heck yeah, man. Well, we appreciate that. And a good shout out there to all your, all your family and friends there. And again, you're doing a hell of a job. So we appreciate you coming on and keep it up out of the track as well, buddy. Thank you. All right, buddy. Stay safe. We'll chat soon. Will do. All right, everybody. All right. See you, Scott. All right. See you. All right. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and start us off with our closing thoughts. So uh, that was awesome. 
that was great talk to Scott. He's such a good guy. Every time that we're out at the track, him and his brother always come by and they say hello. Um, typically, it's either before or after the races are over with, so it's good to see him and hear from him and actually a little bit more of an opportunity to chit-chat because I know that we're all pretty busy when we're at the track and, um, and whatnot. Jake's over there kissing babies and signing boobs. <laughs> I'm usually putting stuff away into the trailer. So uh, good to good to finally have a little bit longer chit chat with him about him and himself. So, but anyways, looking at the week week ahead, yeah, I'm looking forward to like we had talked about before the interview the the race ahead, the Legends race this weekend. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, hopefully, they have a really good turnout. Hopefully, there's not a whole lot of incidents. And, you know, whoever goes home with that five grand, they're going to be one happy camper. Um, I'm excited to play some golf this week. I've been looking forward to this tournament. This is a tournament that we do every year for the last four years now we've been doing it I in Grand so. Junction. Yeah, it's the last four years in Grand Junction. Um, it's a three-day tournament, so it usually by the time it's over with my body's completely spent and I'm ready to just get messed up on beer <laughs> and so, hot tub and hot tub. <laughs> well, yeah. And this year, since it's, uh, it ends up, usually it ends on a Sunday. And so usually by the time we get done with the tournament, it's usually around like two o'clock or something. So we just throw our bags in the car and we head out and we're like, all right, see you guys later. Um, but yeah, this weekend it's ends on a Saturday. So we're spending an extra night there. So, uh, it'll be a interesting time. Uh, come Saturday afternoon. So yeah, just looking forward to the week. Uh, get this get this week over with. Get to some more racing. I'm excited for the, in a couple weeks to get out for uh, Labor Day weekend. I got the four day weekend, so we're gonna go practice on that Friday, and you know, hopefully get the car a little bit faster, and then get you in the seat and see how things go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll second that. Looking forward to a good weekend of golf. Uh, haven't golfed a ton this year, so this will be interesting. Uh, once it comes how well i'll do so i'm just going to, i'm just going basically to swing some clubs and uh have some fun with family but uh kind of closing thoughts on uh kind of this episode and this week this last weekend it's great for having scott on there like i said comes up during staging for before practice and uh you know he'll always talk to me a little bit i half the time i can't even hear him because uh, especially with those new earbuds this last week this last race they're so noise canceling they're shoved into my ear so much that you can like hardly hear so i'm like probably yelling at him because i can't hear myself <laughs> and uh but it's it's always cool to have him uh, come up and talk to us you know before after during staging whatever so uh, again thank you uh, scott for coming on but uh i mean what a weekend for the ladies uh kind of like what cns posted on the, the little recap ladies utterly huh, utterly because it's you know, <laughs> yeah exactly dairy farm uh <laughs> dominate this weekend so i mean that's awesome to see and then you know like you said brandon in the recap from the trucks is that uh Haley deegan getting seventh uh first mm -hmm. woman to get a top That's 10 a in uh track other than daytona uh so yeah what a what a weekend for the ladies that's awesome to see and then just all the other racing that i watched on the on facebook live and everything you know uh it's great seeing fans put that post that stuff like george said and uh kind of go back on that girl you were talking about george that uh did the gams dashes in the uh feature race it was kind of funny because she started on the grandstand side during the dashes and then she went to the pit side during the feature and it was like you could hear her voice slowly going away each race because she was cheering so hard for pretty much everybody <laughs> that i think by the end of the night she probably had no voice but you like to see that though that's that's awesome to see fans go out there and cheer for their favorite people and 
and cheer on some good racing. So other than looking forward to this week, getting, getting some family time, getting some golf in, um, super stoked that, uh, the announcement came out that, uh, our, I mean, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, there's no other race that we have that they would add a double feature because the last race of our season is September 25th, which it was already set to be a double feature night. So, uh, I would assume that our next race on Labor Day weekend, September 4th, uh, is going to be a double feature. So that's going to be pretty nice. George said, get the car practice on Friday. Maybe, maybe we'll see if uh, we can get Jordan there to go out there and do a couple <laughs> hot laps. I don't know. We'll see. But, I've gotten uh, skinny enough. Now I can fit in your seat. <laughs> well, like uh, Scott just said though, he doesn't like when he sees people doing tennis shoes. So you might have to break out the old, uh, old uh, racing shoes from the go-karting days. And Oh yeah. I got my, more time. I got, I got them sitting right here actually next to me in the garage. <laughs> so I, they are, they're staring at me like, come on. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. I heard him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, my last final thing here, uh, of course, I got to thank my sponsors, uh, Great Frontier Insurance. Uh, if you're looking for some good insurance, uh, possibly lower your payments and your overall premiums, uh, contact Mike Dowling. See his Facebook page, Great Frontier Insurance. Uh, also, Raising the Bar Exteriors, uh, Aaron Barr, the owner and uh, project manager there. You can also find him on Facebook and his website, rtbexteriors.com. Uh, TR Sandberg uh, Construction, Inc. Uh, and, of course, my grandma, Sandy Kaiser. So thank you, everybody, for your support. And uh, I'll shoot it over to Brandon on his closing thoughts. Yeah, and I second that with the weekend of racing with all the, the women stepping up to the plate and getting either good finishes or wins locally. That's, that's great to see. And winners, no matter who they are, you like to see that, you know, if people get tired sometimes of seeing the same person week in, week in out, um, winning all the time. But I uh, like to see new winners, and especially if they're, you know, female, because it is a hard sport and it's hard to, it's it's hard for men, it's hard for women, it's hard for everybody. So just congrats to all the winners this weekend locally. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to that Legends race, whether I make it out there or not. Looking forward to Daytona uh, in the Cup Series and whatnot. I'm not sure. I, I believe the Xfinity Series may be going there. I'm not, I'm not sure. I didn't look. But looking forward to that race or races at Daytona if there is any. And uh, just continuing to work on the Legend Car. And again, got to thank you and uh, Jake and your dad and Jordan, everybody, for helping me put the seat in and everything else we did. And getting uh, pretty close to posting pictures of the final paint job of it. It'll be done um, hopefully by Wednesday night if everything goes well. So Very we'll have nice. yeah, all the fenders are done and everything like that uh, and everything else just waiting on the body now. So uh, excited to post that and uh, shout out again to Jordan for the logos. Uh, turned out sweet. Thank you very much. Yeah, no yeah, and uh, looking forward to hopefully getting the damn thing together for that Friday. When you're practicing on the 24th, going to hopefully get out there and actually turn my first lap in it. So looking forward to that. And uh, again, just continuing on the, the sponsorship hunt. And uh, like Jake uh, said, I got to give shout outs to uh, Team Denver Homes here in, locally in Denver. Um, they decided to come on board and I'm very, very thrilled to have that. Obviously, as you know, uh, if there's no sponsors, there's typically no racing. Um, so appreciate uh, more Zucker and Michelle coming on board with that. And uh, of course, the Christopher Bean Coffee, been promoting the heck out of them because uh, it's damn good coffee. So check that out and uh, just thank 
thank you guys for coming on and doing this. Thanks to Scott Bremkamp. That was a cool interview as well. Uh, love having local guys come on there, especially people that want to come on and reach out to us. That just, it, it's even better when, you know, we don't have to ask someone to come on and they, they're just so thrilled to do it. And that's how Scott was. So thankful to have him on there. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you, the listener enjoyed that one as well. And uh, got to say good luck to you, to both of you gentlemen in the uh, golf tournament. You'll have to keep me posted on that. And that's uh, basically all I got. And just thank everybody for listening in each week. And uh, this takes a lot of our time and dedication and uh, effort to do this. So uh, all the listeners and uh, all the comments and feedback, it's makes it that much more worthwhile. So I appreciate it. And I'll give it back to you guys. Yeah. Uh, good luck to everybody this weekend. Uh, all the legend cars, the bandos, and I'm, I don't really know anybody in the demo X classes, but uh, <laughs> you know, good luck to all those drivers and uh, looking forward to seeing some posts about uh, how well it went this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to uh, all of our favorite guys there. Scotty Scott, Kyle Clegg, Chris Eggleston, Daryl Stewart. Um, good luck to you guys this weekend and keep the fenders on it, huh? And bring it home. One piece. <laughs> That's all you can ask for. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, everybody, give us a like on Facebook. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, tell your family. And uh, as always, until uh, next time, have a good week, and we'll talk soon. All right, everybody, see you later. Later, guys. All right. Door, quarter, clear, clear. All you, new leader. Checkers are out. Bring it home. Come on. Jacob, Jordan, and myself would like to say thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Scrub and Tires podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook by searching at Scrub and Tires podcast. Again, that's at Scrub and Tires podcast.